Good morning, kind folks. It's your KVMR morning news update for Friday, September 9th. I'm Steve Baker. Well, it's just one day away. Tomorrow is KVMR's We Celtic Celebration with Alistair Fraser and friends headlining the event in Nevada City's Pioneer Park. Fun begins at noon and goes to about 9 p.m. with Alistair scheduled for 7 p.m. Tickets available online, kvmr.org, or at the gate. Come for the music, stay for the magic. A very special look back at Queen Elizabeth is coming up, but first, your regional weather report. Nevada City, Grass Valley, excessive heat warning through tonight. Today, sunny and hot, high 102, widespread haze before 5 p.m., areas of smoke before 2 and 4 p.m. Tonight, haze before 4 a.m. and areas of smoke between midnight and 3 a.m. Saturday, mostly sunny and a high near 91 for the Wee Celtic in Pioneer Park. Sacramento, today, areas of smoke, otherwise sunny and hot, high 107. Tonight, mostly clear, low 66. Saturday, 90 and partly cloudy. Truckee, today, widespread haze before 3 p.m., areas of smoke after 3. Sunny, high near 88. Tonight, haze after 5 a.m., areas of smoke, low 48. Saturday, 84 and mostly sunny. Placerville, mainly sunny, a high 103. Angels Camp, 105 and sunny. The Mosquito Fire grew over 50% yesterday afternoon from 8,265 acres to 13,705 acres. The estimate for containment is now, get this, October 15th. Georgetown, Volcanoville, and Bottle Hill were ordered to immediately evacuate Thursday afternoon. That's because the Mosquito Fire accelerated its destruction by jumping the middle fork of the American River and thrusting south into El Dorado County, according to the Sacramento Bee. That while the fire was also continuing to burn near the Placer County community of Forest Hill. California this week moved to become the first state to lower insurance costs for property owners who make improvements to reduce their fire risk, the Associated Press is reporting. And two and a half years into the pandemic, California is considering its relationship to homeless shelters as right-to-shelter proposals pop up across the state, the San Francisco Chronicle says. And illegal cannabis farms are engulfing parts of California on an immense scale and exploiting farm workers who work in squalid, deadly conditions and overwhelming law enforcement, the Los Angeles Times reports. After the longest reign in British history, over 70 years, Queen Elizabeth has passed. She had considerable impact on KVMR broadcaster and native Briton Charles Athill throughout his life. Here are his reflections. Her Majesty the Queen was a feature of almost my entire life. I remember when her father, King George VI, died and the excitement of the wonderful moment when this beautiful young woman became Queen. Actually, I don't suppose I thought of her as being beautiful at my age. That came later. Her coronation in June 1953 was, I think, the first time I ever saw television. And what an event, such pageantry, which the British are very good at. And my post-World War II generation became known as the New Elizabethans. Of course, we didn't know nearly as much about her and the royal family and their goings-on as unfortunately we do now. For me, she was appropriately shrouded in mystery, uh, appearing on great um, ceremonial occasions like the Trooping of the Colour, the State Opening of Parliament, Royal Weddings, perhaps the opening of some prestigious national monument. And with the mystery was the sense that she represented security 
and permanence above the frantic fray of political life, representing national unity, even if these days that unity is a bit frayed. And for all the criticisms of the monarchy, the Queen seemed infinitely preferable to an elected president, even a non-executive one. I did see her once as she was driving, presumably in a Rolls Royce, through my local village, where hundreds of us stood eager and excited to cheer and wave. She was gracious enough to wave back, though I'm not sure she actually saw me. As a commoner, as we ordinary citizens are called, it gave me a frisson of delight to visit some of the magnificent homes, well, palaces. I didn't get inside Buckingham Palace, or Buck House, as it's familiarly known, though my parents did get invited to a royal garden party. But I did visit the Queen's Art Gallery there, and wandered through parts of Windsor Castle, and stood in awe outside the gates of the Palace of Holyrood House, her official residence in Edinburgh, hoping for a glimpse of the Queen, in a splendid hat, of course, accompanied by a couple of corgis, the Queen's beasties, as we call them. Alas, she was not in residence. And I always rather liked the idea that to be made a companion of honour, one of the highest honours of Britain, was the personal gift of Her Majesty, even though I knew it was the bureaucrats of the civil service who compiled the list which, by the way, includes Sir Paul McCartney and Sir Elton John, as well as opera singers and classical composers and sports people. What taste she seemed to have. When I became an American citizen, I was able to keep my British citizenship, and I've sometimes wondered if I would have become an American if I'd had to give up my British citizenship. And the answer is no. And the presence of the Queen on her throne has something to do with that. Yes, it's a sad moment, but how astonishing to think of a 70-year reign, 70 years of change and turmoil, and 15 prime ministers, which just shows the ephemeral nature of politics compared to the enduring phenomenon of the monarchy. Yes, the Queen is dead. Long live the King. That would be King Charles III. And I hope I will come to admire him as much as I admired and enjoyed Her Majesty the Queen. Thank you, Charles Adhill. And now we return to your Friday morning show with Jerry Ann Van Dyke. 